What is up? What is going on today? Man, how everybody doing today? It's a Monday, November 30th. We here. My name is Daedrian, and this is the Couch Potato Podcast. We're on episode 10. How is everybody doing today? Man, so much to uncover. So much to talk about today. I don't even know where to begin. So I'm going to just start off by asking, man, how was y'all's Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving just came and gone. Um, I, I know some of y'all probably didn't gain a few pounds. I know I did. And I, my plan is to try to finish strong throughout the year by trying to drop some of this weight. And going into 2021, if the Lord delays his coming, going into 2021, trying to be a little more slimmer. Hello. Somebody agree with me? No? Okay. <clears throat> anyway, my Thanksgiving was great. <clears throat> Although I had to work. I still had a chance to spend time with my family, you know, my wife and children. Even though I was tired and exhausted by the time I got to work, um, in the end, it's always worth it because, you know, it's family. You know, I love my wife. I love my children, all three of them. And it, you know, just brings me joy to see that, hey, there's a father in the home. And a lot of guys, a lot of men that are fathers don't get credit for that, of being in the home. Not saying that you're... Not saying that although you're in the home, but you're not in the home, but like you're active, actively engaged, you know, with, with your children. So I was doing my best to try to, you know, spend time with them, even though I had to go to work. So that was how I spent my Thanksgiving. I hope y'all got a chance to have fun, uh, enjoy family time. I know this pandemic has has ruined everything for everybody. All a bunch of gatherings, even though there are some people still going to clubs. I'm not gonna put no put no names out. And there are also people who just decide to like, nah, I'm gonna still live my life. Okay. You live your life and you end up in the hospital and then you're gonna be mad that you're in the hospital. Well how did this happen? Well you were uh hanging around people that you shouldn't have been hanging around and you got that corona clap. So some of the things I'm going to talk about today, obviously the NFL, uh, I'm going to touch bases on the Broncos on why, how all four of their quarterbacks got, got the Corona clap or they were in close contact and they had to put some guy out there. Although he played quarterback in college, it's a whole different ball game in the NFL. Um, also talk about college football, college basketball. The NBA, the latest. I'm um, also going to talk about um, why my daughter don't want to play sports. Um, and it's not to belittle her when I do talk about her. Because my job is to never belittle my children. It's always to uplift them. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, talk real briefly about Sarah Fuller. She's the soccer player who kicked, female soccer player who kicked a squib kick. Um, in the Vanderbilt game because they can put no points up. A couple of firings, you know, just just some sports stuff and other news that's going on in the world. So let's talk about week 12 of the NFL. Man, starting off with them Thanksgiving games, uh, the Cowboys got beat bad. 41-16 to the Washington football team. And it's bad when you're so accustomed to seeing the Redskins and things like that. I even put that on my PowerPoint. Mistake on my behalf. But it's the Washington football team. And from what I'm told that it may go into 2021 as their name. So, yeah. I, um, you know, they lost. There's nothing to say. Um, Zeke, hold on to the ball. I was going to put a punchline in there, but I'm like, nah, it'll be too soon. Um, so, Cowboys lost 41-16. There's really not a whole lot to say except he lost to a team who don't even have a nickname. That's pretty bad. But it's not as bad as not having a quarterback and have to put somebody out there. It's kind of like in baseball how – when the game is already out of hand and they put a position player because they don't want to use a pitcher. And 
the position player comes up there and throws literally some softballs to these batters and they launch it over the fence. That's kind of what happened with the Saints and Broncos last night. Um, also, Texans won 41-25 against the Detroit Lions. Deshaun Watson, I guess because of their record, he's, he's not an MVP candidate. And MVPs is usually given out to the person whose team is in position to to make the playoffs or potentially win it all. So, yeah, that's that. Um, yesterday's games, the Titans and the Colts, or should I say the Tennessee Derrick Henrys, beat the Colts because Derrick Henry basically did it by himself. Not not saying that the other team, that the rest of the team didn't help out. Not going to say that. However, Derrick Henry had 160 yards and three touchdowns in the first half. And they were up by 21 at halftime, 35-14. So it was like he's been the difference because he has the three touchdowns. Um, that was a divisional game that can potentially propel the team who wins that game in first place in the home game in the playoffs. Not going to get a bye week because it's either, either going to go to Pittsburgh or the Chiefs. Those are the two top teams in the AFC, so it is what it is. Also, the Cardinals lost to the Patriots 17-20. Um, Cam didn't have a good game, neither did Kyler Murray. And so that's just kind of how it go. But the Patriots won last-second field goal as time expired. That game was okay. I mean, you, you know that Bill Belichick is going is to have the defensive, his defensive troops ready. Didn't have him ready against Pat Mahomes or some other quarterback. Well, great quarterbacks, I should say. But when you don't have Tom Brady, you got to go with what you got. Um, no knock on Cam Newton. He's still a good player. He's just not playing like up to his potential. And we all know what his potential is. Also, the 49ers beat the Rams. Honestly, I don't even know who's that quarterback. I don't know if Jimmy G is back or not, but... Jared Goff got to play better. Yeah, you 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 beat Tampa Bay Monday night last week, but your defense is is, is going to do their part. The defense is going to do their part, and I I just don't see how the Rams can lose to the Forty Niners when they don't have a legitimate quarterback. I mean, they have a quarterback to put out there on the field, but. They don't have Jimmy G or whatever big-name quarterback you want to insert in there. So it shouldn't have been a problem. But Jared Goff got to play better to propel this team for the win because the defense is going to do their thing. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, all them boys, they're going to they're, they're gonna play. Let's talk about this game. I, I thought it was the game of the week, but clearly – this game, it got interesting toward the end, but the Chiefs beat the Buccaneers 27-24. And shout-out to Tyreek Hill. Man, that boy, that boy had a, had a day for him. 13 catches, 269 yards and three touchdowns, which he had 200, 203 yards in the first quarter. The first quarter. And I got him on my fantasy, so he got your boy 51 points in fantasy. Ain't even mad at him. Ain't even mad at him. This kind of makes up for the for the couple of times where he got me like 10 or maybe 12 when he should have been playing better than that. But this 50 makes up for it. This 50, this 50 plus points you got makes up for it. I ain't even mad at you, Doc. Keep doing your thing. Also... The Sunday night game, the Bears and the Packers. Packers won 41-25. Um, Aaron Rodgers, we got to throw him in the discussion for MVP. Played phenomenal. Played phenomenal. And just I'm going to just throw out my MVP candidates right now. I'm going to start with Derrick Henry. You got to insert Pat Mahomes. 
you got to put Russell Wilson in there, and you got to put Aaron Rodgers, a a a a Ron. You got to throw him in there. Um, also, let, let's talk about how the Raiders had a, have a quarterback and got beat worse than the Broncos, who didn't have a quarterback. They lost to the Falcons, forty-three to six, and I kept thinking, was like. What was the Raiders' excuse that they lost so bad? Can can, I mean, of course you can blame the quarterback. Yes, however, Denver didn't have a quarterback, and I don't know how they managed to get three points. Maybe the defense did something. I don't know, but there's absolutely no way that that excuse me. There's absolutely no way that the Raiders should have lost as bad as they did. Only six points. I'm assuming they got a touchdown or two field goals. But man, I'm just crazy. So the the the, the game of the week that should have been played yesterday is going to be played tomorrow. The Ravens and the Steelers, and that's always. I'm sorry, that game was supposed to be played Thursday night. Then it got moved to to Sunday. Then it got moved to Tuesday. Rivalry game, especially the Ravens and the Steelers, is a game I always love to watch. It is a, it don't matter what their records say, it's going to be a great game. And we just got to wait until tomorrow to watch it. So, then the Monday night game tonight, the Seahawks and the Eagles. Who you got? Me? I'm going with the Seahawks just because we don't know what receivers that (laughs) the Eagles are going to put out there. And who knows, if Carson Wentz stumbles today, we may get a good look at Jalen Hurts. Uh, what was crazy is that the Eagles still can win the division because the Cowboys still have a chance to win the division. And the Washington football team still has a chance to win the division. And the New York football Giants has a chance to win the division. So Carson Wentz might play just because, well, they have a chance to make the playoffs. And the only difference between the Eagles and, and everybody else in that division is that they have a tie. So by percentage points, if they all had the same record, the Eagles would get in because of percentage points. Like if they all went, let's say, 7-9. Or, well, no, they, all, they all couldn't go 7-9. Well, no, nah, they're not going 7-9. Everybody, because that means everybody got to win the rest of their games. Let's say 6-10. and 10. Well, the Eagles would be 6-9-1. and nine and one. And because they have one less loss that will propel them to the to make the playoffs. Ain't that crazy? A tie could save the Eagles and get them in the playoffs. And they will host a home game, which I think the NFL should really fix that. That's just my take. Um, so question for everybody. Um, should the Cowboys and Lions still play on Thanksgiving? Um, for me, I would say. I say yes. Let them still play. The only difference I would I would fix is let it be a rivalry game. Don't let it be a team like that's not in your division, or maybe not in your conference. Like the Lions had to play the Texans, and not to say that it wasn't interesting because you know the Houston the Houston's Houston fans you know love them some love them some Deshaun Watson, and they love JJ Watt, which had a pick six by the way. So that was good. Um, I think they should. I know the Lions keep putting a below average team out on the field every week. And they're not going to be as good as they were when they had Barry Sanders and Herman Moore, even Scott Mitchell, a quarterback. He was decent. Um, who else was on that team? Um, I forgot who else was on that team. But, you know, they're never going to be as good as that. So, watching the Lions play is like, eh, eh. They are just a step above the Cleveland Browns. Like, let's just call it what it is. And they even won the game they barely won. They barely beat Jacksonville. I don't, Cleveland should be way better, especially their quarterback does a lot of talking. And he's making more commercials than he's providing wins for his team. Although the team win – as a whole, but the running backs have definitely been propelling them to victory. 
Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt have definitely been carrying the load. Should I'm not surprised that um um Jarvis Landry got more touchdown passes than uh than Baker Mayfield. That's just my take. So also, at no surprise at all, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, the coach and GM of the Lions, got fired after that game. Not surprised. I mean, but people are thinking like, should Matt Patricia have gotten the job? Who knows? I mean, he was coming under Bill Belichick, and a lot of his coaches, they've been doing okay. They haven't been doing great, but they've been doing okay, to say the least. So, there's no surprise that they both got fired. But I do believe that the Cowboys and the Lions should still play on Thanksgiving. Just let it be a rivalry game. Excuse me, because a rivalry game always makes makes it fun for excitement. Um, yeah, so that's that. College football week 13, man, some good games. Real quick, why does Tom Herman still have a job? Just, just want to know. And I'm saying this because obviously they lost to Iowa State Cyclones 23-20. And I'm just like, why does he still have a job? Like, why does he still have a job? Because, and I'm I'm not going to go on this whole white privilege thing and say that, that he, that, well, to be honest, he should have got fired a couple of years ago because he came in to, because they thought he, he would be a better fit than Charlie Strong, but Charlie Strong wouldn't even give him a, a leash long enough to do anything. Like, as soon as he got hired, he was already on a tight leash. Now, again, I'm not saying that there's white privilege or anything like that. I'm not going to go that far. But it amazes me how he got this long leash to keep messing up or keep putting this product out on the field, and the the results are not great. Because the last two years has been, oh, this going to be the year the Longhorns get back to doing this and doing that. And, yeah, let me just say that. The number four Buckeyes and the fight in the line, I didn't get a chance to play because of COVID, obviously. Um, so I had a chance to look at a couple of other games. Um, I wanted to get a chance to look at Tua's little brother in Maryland, uh, but they lost to the Hoosiers 27-11. Indiana did recover from from their, from their loss against Ohio State. And, you know, a lot of people thought, not myself, but a lot of people thought that they were going to have a little lapse because of the emotional loss that went behind it. So, just, you know, it is what it is. I'm glad that they are still fighting. They could possibly still have a chance to make the playoff. I doubt it, but who knows? Anything can happen. And obviously the game of the week was the Arban Tigers going into Alabama to play the Crimson Tide, Roll Tide. Um, that's kind of what happened. I don't think even if Nick Saban didn't have COVID that they could have still easily scored 42 points. Probably would have scored more with Nick Saban on the sideline. But they won 42-13, and that game was never really close. Like, Alabama took control. Devontae Smith should definitely get the Belindikoff Award. That's for the best receiver. Mac Jones has to be in the one uh, one of the finalists for the Heisman. So, yeah, it's it. Alabama has set themselves apart from everybody else, including Clemson as well. Those are the two teams that have set themselves apart from everybody else. Oh, I'm not gonna throw in Notre Dame, anything like that. No, I'm not gonna throw in maybe Ohio State. They need to work out the kinks on it on their defense, but. They should be fine. <clears throat> also, the speaking of Clemson, they won 52-17 against the Pitt Panthers. Um, Trevor Lawrence was back and looked like his old self. He started off rusty, but that's what happens when you miss a couple of weeks and a couple of a couple of games postponed. You know, got to get back into that rhythm. But he did, and he played well. 
excuse me. Also, um, the number five Aggies, <clears throat> excuse me, beat the LSU Tigers 20 to seven. Um, I watched that game and I'm not even going to attribute it to the Aggies defense. LSU just had a lot of bad play calling, bad decision making. And when you're trying to bounce two quarterbacks in and out, you know, no one can really get into a rhythm. I'm not going to give the Anum Aggies that much credit for what they did to LSU. Because clearly last year when they played, it, it got real ugly real fast. And Kellen Munn, <clears throat> with all the hype that's been on him, I think he should, he should <clears throat> excuse me, he should be playing a lot better. Listen, y'all, do not have COVID, okay? I don't want to scare nobody, but y'all listening, I do not have COVID because I don't have any of the symptoms. A cough here and there does not resonate with me having COVID. Just want to throw that out there. Love you guys. Uh, also, Northwestern lost to the Michigan State Spartans 20-29 to in a game where there was a lot of bad decision-making in that game as well. Friday, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish beat the Tar Heels. I actually thought the Tar Heels had a chance. But I find it very funny how the refs were just throwing flags. Like, a, there, was, there was a couple of pass interferences that was, uh, you know, just let them play. But because it's Notre Dame and they haven't been in this position in I don't know how long, and we don't want them to lose, so we need to do what we can to help them win. Because Ian Book did not play great, and then they're talking about him being in the Heisman candidate. No, stop it. He's 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 right along in the category with Kellen Mond. He's okay, but that's about it. Anyway, so speaking of the college football, after the first week, who you think got robbed? I'm going to just go ahead and say it. They, the BYU, not the Brigham Young University, but the Brigham Young University, Brigham Young, Brigham, anyway, it'll go, y'all will get it, but they got robbed, they should not be at 14, but it's all going to pan out, as long as they keep doing what they're supposed to do, they should at least get a snuff. I always believe it should go. It should be six teams that get into the playoffs, and the one and two seed get a bye, if that makes sense. Cause there's no way that BYU, who's undefeated by the way, like it's, it's always it's always about getting the teams that's undefeated in. And you will never know what these teams will do unless they get in, like unless you give them a chance. You got to give BYU a chance. You got to give Cincinnati a chance. I don't think it was fair that the way they got robbed. Like, people put them way down at 14 when they were, I think, in the top 10. Come on now. I know it's the scheduling and you play who's on your schedule. However, undefeated is undefeated. And especially with the pandemic, come on, playoff committee, y'all can do better than that. I know y'all can do better than that. So, come on now. Show, show BYU some love. Show them some love. Show them some love. <clears throat> All right. So, <clears throat> my oldest daughter, she, and I told her I'm not going to talk bad about her because there's nothing bad to talk about. Except she's she's a teenager. She's a child. She's going to do what children do. Because we all did the same things when we were children. <clears throat> so my daughter doesn't want to play sports, right? And it's not a bad thing that she doesn't want to play sports. She's very intelligent. She's she's won like a million spelling bees. And this last year, um, she was in second place because she missed one letter in a word. But she still made it to district. And she did really well in that as well. You know, so... She's really smart, so she doesn't want to play sports. And 
And honestly, this, this subject is actually piggybacking off of last week when I was giving a shout-out to LeVar Ball. I forgot to mention her last week, so that's why I'm mentioning it today. So, you know, I've tried to get her to try to play sports only because she's tall. She's like 5'8". I think, yeah, like 5'8". And 13, like, she's going to keep growing because her parents are tall. I'm 6'2", my wife is 5'10", so she's going to grow. <laughs> but I, I tease her sometimes, too, to tell her that her younger sister is going to be taller than her. And then, obviously, her brother, I've been praying that he's going to be 6'8", 240. We could teach him everything else. But, no, um... Anyway, back to my oldest daughter. So she doesn't want to play sports. She wants to be a forensic anthropologist. And I think it's pretty cool that she wants to do that. I think it's awesome. Um, however, I'm I'm that dad that wants to shout at the top of my lungs to say, go, baby, you can do this. You know, you got it. Woo, 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 woo. You know, I'm, I'm that dad. I'm that loud dad. And I tell people all the time, like, if, you, if, I, if it's a graduation, if it's, you know, something where I get to be loud, where I get to be myself, uh, I'm, I'm there for it. I remember I went to a graduation a couple of years ago. Well, that, yeah, a couple of years ago. And a young man, uh, I'm not going to put his nickname out there, but I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, look, if y'all invite me to these places, I'm going to be that crazy cousin or crazy uncle. That's going to yell out loud. I'm like, and even, even, even when, even when like people are sitting next to us, I'm like, Hey, who's your child? I'm like, you want me to root for them? And they'd be like, yeah, cool. Okay. What's their name? All right, good. I got it. I'll, I'll do that. Like I'm that person. So for her wanting to be a forensic anthropologist or at a spelling bee, I can't be like, that's right, girl, you better get it. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. I got to be quiet. This ain't golf. This is not golf. I don't like being quiet. I want to be, I want to be loud so she knows that she has a support system. That that's who I am. So she again, th there's no pressure. There's I'm not forcing her to play sports. That is her decision. Now, maybe as she gets a little older, a couple of years older, she may decide she wants to. I'm told I'll teach her. And if it's something that I don't know. Like she, she had an interest in tennis. I told her, I don't know how to, I don't know to play. I don't know the rules. I don't know what training you need to do, but I'll find out and ask somebody. And that's what I did. And then like two minutes into it, she got tired. She got bored because she didn't think that it was beneficial. Now the generation Z children have this mindset that they can just wake up, play a sport or wake up and have the talent and just go out there and do it. Like, like it's something that's natural. No, that's not how that work. That's not how that work. You actually have to work hard at your craft. Um, even me now doing this podcast, I didn't just wake up and be like, oh, I can do it. No, I had to practice just talking to people about sports. And the idea came when obviously the pandemic happened. So and each with each podcast, with, with each episode, I'm getting more and more confident at doing this. But I'm constantly working on it. So it's not like I'm just sitting back and thinking like, oh, I got it. I don't have it. So, yes, with my oldest daughter, she has that mindset of she can just wake up and she can automatically know that she got it. Now, mind you, she has a great voice. She can sing. She can dance a little bit. She can't dance better than me, but she can dance a little bit. Um... And I've told her, you know, put some YouTube videos on so you can get yourself noticed, get yourself out there. Because she wants to be famous, too. Could you imagine? <laughs> She's making movies. She's making, you know, gospel albums, Christian albums, whatever you want to call it. And one of her, did you know facts? Did you know that she has a degree in forensic anthropologist? Oh, didn't even know that. Wow. And she can sing, too. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. All right. So, yeah, there's no force for her to play sports, but she's tall. Um, I bought a basketball hoop. So maybe if I'm shooting out there, she decides she want to come out there and shoot as well. Um, I told her I'll teach her basketball. I'll teach her volleyball. I'll teach her 
baseball, well, softball. I teach her how to hit. Um, she probably not gonna want to pitch, but who knows? But I'm willing to teach her whatever she wants to learn. So I'll say to any parent out there, if your child doesn't want to play sports, don't force it on them. Um, don't, you know, you all you can do is present it to them. Hey, here is this. Try this. See if you like it. You know, type of thing. And if they don't, you know, it is what it is. I love my oldest daughter. And all of my children are my favorite. So I can't say she's my favorite because all of them are my favorite. She's my favorite. She's my favorite teenager. My youngest is my youngest daughter is my favorite four-year-old. And my son is my favorite son. So they're all my favorite. All right. College basketball time. Um, what have I seen so far? Well, what I saw or what I've seen is that senior teams will always beat freshman teams. And I say that because watching Richmond beat Kentucky last night or yesterday for that matter showed me that a senior squad with a freshman team that that are just that are really just trying to get together, to trying to learn each other and things like that. It, you know, it, it's always a recipe for disaster. Now, I will say this though: if you're playing like a Kentucky team, or a Duke team, or a North Carolina team, or insert a team who's always getting freshmen, who's playing with multiple freshmen in their lineup, it's, it's best to try to beat them early in the season. Because man, when they figure it out, and and that's usually how. Uh, Coach Calipari, 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 I don't know. It's one of them. Forgive me, y'all, if I mispronounce his name. You know, he he's, he schedules the games that he do that he does because he wants his team to get an understanding. Hey, these teams are coming for you, and you're supposed to be the top one, two, three, four, five, six in the country coming out of high school. Well, we we want we want to see how good you are. So that's that's what happened. And like I said, if if you're gonna beat them, you better beat them early. You better beat them early, cause if if you if if you catch them late in the season, getting ready for the tournament, you might be in trouble. Cause I mean, look at the Kentucky team with Anthony Davis now. They lost to Indiana. In in Indiana, by the way, on a last second shot. And I still remember Coach Crean didn't even panic. He just went over and shook uh John Calipari's hand and walked off the court. Like that was a crazy game. Or even the twenty fifteen Duke Blue Devils with that freshman team. But I mean, yes, they had some some veteran presence on that squad, but you got freshmen playing. You you better beat them early. That's all I'm saying. <clears throat> also, Gonzaga looks good. That's a team to to be to be mindful of, to be watchful of. Um, Memphis is going to be good. I think once they figure it out, they're going to be good. Shout out to Penny Hardaway. Also, Michigan is going to be good. Um, shout out to Jawan Howard. Like they're going to be good. Just got to give them some time to to gel, and they're gonna figure it out. Um, sleeper team, I'm looking at Rhode Island. This guy, this kid, Fats Russell, who's fast and can get up and down the court, like from backboard to backboard with no problem. It's, it's a few teams to look out for. Um, the team I'm always interested in is always Duke. And also, North Carolina can't wait to watch the rivalry uh, on Tobacco Road with Duke and North Carolina. Those games are always good. Don't even matter what the record is. Carolina could be 0-10 and, and Duke can be 10-0. And, and Carolina could eat, uh, edge out a win because it's a rivalry game. And you don't know what to expect. So the championship game that's coming up is um, – the championship classic, I should say, is Michigan State versus Duke, and it's not a, it's not an MSG like it like it normally is. It's actually at 
their home court. So Michigan State versus Duke. Michigan State is coming into Cameron Indoor Stadium. I'm going to pick Duke only because it's Duke. And Kentucky has to go to Kansas. That game, I think it's going to be interesting because Kansas just came off a loss against Gonzaga. And although Kentucky just lost to Richmond, they got to turn around and get their minds right to play Kansas. So that's going to that's gonna be a big game to watch. Both of them be on tomorrow. Check them out on ESPN. I'm probably going to try to watch one of them. If I don't, I, I usually record the games to watch them and kind of dissect on what I saw and what I didn't see. Um... So one of the biggest differences for, for this year than previous years is the fans. Like, Michigan State is going to have it easy because the Cameron Crazies will not be there. Like, could you imagine going into Cameron Indoor Stadium as a road team and not have to worry about any fans? Like, and I, I, think, I, and I think that's for every – team that's going on the road to go into these big-name stadiums or arenas to where there's usually a packed house to where there's only going to be maybe 10 15% of fans or if any fans are being there at all. Coach K has already said that they're, they're not going to have any fans in Cameron. So that takes a little pressure. Well, I take that back. It takes a lot of pressure off of teams who – who who usually are not saying they're afraid, but they know that that atmosphere at Cameron is bananas. I still have yet to go. I plan on going one day before I leave this earth. We'll see. So, who will win Player of the Year? Um, there's a few names. So you can kind of throw out there um, Jared Butler from ba uh, Jared Butler from Baylor, Luca Garza from Iowa. That dude's playing good. Io Dasunmu Dasunmu, I think that's how you say his last name from Illinois. Corey Kispert from Gonzaga. They and they got Timmy also from Gonzaga, who I think is be a good candidate for player. And these are just candidates. These are also preseason All Americans. <clears throat> you got Remy Martin from Arizona State. You got the freshman Kay Cunningham from Oklahoma State, who's a six-seven guard who can handle the rock and who can shoot. Like he, he looked like he's he's a he's a, he's a basketball player. Like that's in his DNA. Also, Fats Russell from Rhode Island, Jalen Johnson from Duke, and Quentin, Quentin Grimes from U of H. Shout out to the Cougs. So, during this pandemic, you know, a lot of people are at home and just kind of wonder what TV shows are you watching or what movies have you been watching. I know that it's the Christmas season, you know, once, once Halloween, Halloween day is over and November 1st comes, it's immediately holiday season. Christmas movies come out. You play your Christmas music. I definitely do it. So, one of the TV shows, well, I'll say one of the movies I watched was Jingle Jangle on Netflix. I, I liked it. I, I not, not to say that I thought it was going to be a bad movie. You know, you know how you sometimes, they sometimes overhype things. You know, obviously, they overhype a lot of things, people. And I was just like, okay, I like this movie. I could watch it again. It's holiday season. So, no big deal. Um, so check it out, Jingle Jangle. That's a it's a good movie. Also, um, TV shows. Honestly, I barely have time to watch TV, but I've kind of started back watching The Fresh Prince of Bel Air when I have time because I'm obviously working, school, busy. You know, being a family man, it's a lot that goes on. So yeah, but my plan is to also watch. Oh, I've also been watching All Rise. That's a good TV show to watch as well. So check them out. Um, 
More NBA buzz. Let's see. DeMarcus Cousins signs with the Houston Rockets. How is it all going to work out? Well, it's only going to be based on if James Harden stays, Westbrook stays, and them signing Christian Woods. Wood. Um, I don't know. And with them signing DeMarcus Cousins, it does give them a stretch big. Like a, a legitimate seven-footer who can go in the post as well as shoot the three. So, at least they're not limited on offense. And he can get you a basket when you need it. Let's say the Rackers are up by 10 and a team is trying to cut the lead down. Drop it down into Marcus Cousins. He'll, 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 he'll get you a two plus the, you know, plus the foul. So... It wouldn't be a bad fit. The thing is, can their egos get along? And I hope DeMarcus Cousins learned something from Golden State, being around that culture that, hey, I need to be a basketball player, not just try to be a hothead. Because I believe that's what hurt him in Sacramento. There was no veteran presence. Everybody was first and second year players, third year players into the league, and they didn't necessarily know how to be a vet. You know, be a vet. You know, also... Speaking of the Kings, what is up with Whiteside and Kaminsky signing with the Kings? Like, they got some young big men that could, you know, that can help their team. That I don't think they really need Kaminsky. I think he may get, he may sit on the bench. Son Whiteside, he only may get playing time because he can play, he can block some shots. But they still got Harry Giles. They still got Marvin Bagley the third. They got some big men out there. I think what the Kings are doing is not a good fit. Like, they're going to still be at the bottom because how are they going to mesh with, first off, De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, you know, both are ball handlers. Unless Tyrese Halliburton decides to just play off the ball, then yeah. But who knows? J.J. Barrera re-signed with the Mavs. We knew that was coming. Uh, the Hornets and Sixers are now trying to do a sign-and-trade to rid uh, Nicholas Batum's contract. We'll see how that works out. Preseason date is for December 11th through the 19th, and the teams will play at least two games. So, we'll, you know, just got to wait and see. I believe Toronto is probably going to be playing in Florida during the season. Who knows? Um, also, man, when is AD going to sign with the Lakers? Not to say that LeBron is nervous or anything, because I'm pretty sure they could still be formidable in the playoffs without AD. But AD, bruh, come on and sign. Come on and sign. Come on and sign. So, let's talk about this boxing match. The fights that went on. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. battle. The judges ruled it a draw. I don't think it was a draw. I think Tyson won by decision. Yeah, Roy Jones got a couple of punches in, but, I mean, it looked like two old dudes fighting over over which, which lady is going to fix their plate or something like that. You know how, well, I'll say – Back in the day when, you know, you got two two uncles fighting or something like that, or two brothers fighting over whatever, for whatever reason, something stupid probably. That's, that's kind of what we saw in the ring. But did y'all see that boy Nate Robinson get his whole game blessed? I mean, social media went bananas. Like, they went bananas. I'm like... Bruh, I'm, and he wasn't a bad basketball player. I think he was just, he's just 5'8". There's nothing you can do about that. There's nothing you can do about your height of 5'9". Maybe should have stuck with football. I don't know. I mean, he was an okay player. You know, he'll give you a couple of highlights here and there. But, and, you know, to the, to the, the boxing gods who are saying, you know, everybody gets knocked down. The point is all about getting back up. He, I'm, he still hasn't got up. I'm still waiting on him to get up. 
yeah, he he's still laying there. I don't know which knockout was worse, uh, Nate Robinson or Manny Pacquiao, because Manny Pacquiao still waiting to get up as well. Cause man, I mean, but I know, understand you want to try new things. Boxing ain't it. Like even for me, like I won't mind hitting a heavy bag just to you know for cardio purposes, but not to be like, oh, I should be a boxer. My reflexes are just as good as anybody else's. Then I get in the ring and I get knocked out. No, I'm killing. I'm killing him and everybody, his whole family, taking them out. Because I decided I think I should box. No. I'm going to hit that heavy bag. And that's it. I remember, um, I'm going to tell him my homeboy too. Uh, my homeboy Jerry Flowers. Check him out on Redefine TV on YouTube and things like that. Um, I went to his house a few years ago. And I was hitting a heavy bag. And he... And I'm just thinking, I'm just hitting the heavy bag like you know I'm not trying to be no professional boxer, so because I had my arms down, he hit me, and he think like man you gotta keep your arm up. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't get mad because I'm like hey man what you doing like I'm just I'm just I'm just out here just trying to hit the heavy bag I ain't trying to do, do I ain't, I ain't trying to do nothing special. I ain't trying to do nothing special. I'm just hey 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 and he hit me and I was like. So that's what we doing. So I'm I'm ready to box him, but I'm thinking like, nah, he's trying to teach me something. But I was like, nah, ain't in my mind, I'm like, I ain't trying to learn. I ain't trying to learn. I just want to hit the heavy bag for three minutes, chill for a minute, go at it again. Now I gotta protect myself while I'm hitting the heavy bag. So I gotta hit, I gotta hit the heavy bag, gotta duck and dodge him from hitting me. And it did kind of help me out because it, it taught me to keep my hand up. Not that I'm again, I'm not trying to be a boxer. Let me just clear that out. Because my wife uh, uh, say, give me an emphatic no. Emphatically, she would say no. So, yeah. Also, uh, yeah. So, boxing is not for me. Even, even, if, even if my reflexes were just as good as a Floyd Mayweather's. Nah, boxing ain't for me. I'm good. I'd rather watch boxing and watch people get knocked out. And be like, ooh, got protect yourself at all times, player. You can do it that time. Anyway, also, um, I do hope Nate Robinson does get up off the ground, though. We're all still waiting. Get up, Nate. Also, Errol Spence and Danny Garcia, I believe they're fighting this weekend. Who you got? I got Errol Spence. Now, I'm not going to go on the limb and say he's he, uh, Errol Spence is going to knock out Danny Garcia like I did with Bud Crawford against Carol Brook because I knew that was going to happen. Errol Spence can just as fast as knock you out as just as just as easy as knock you out in the same sense that he can go the distance. So I'm picking Errol Spence to win the fight. If he knocks him out, great. If he doesn't, it's still okay. You know, no big deal. So before I get to my final thought, and it's something I should have done from the first one podcast. Shout out to all the nurses, the doctors, scientists, whoever that's trying to find a vaccine for this COVID-19. Y'all are very much appreciated. All the work that y'all do as far as going into work, putting your, putting your life on the line to try to help families get back home to their loved ones. On top of having to, as soon as you walk in the door, you got to take your clothes off, go right to the shower, make sure you screw up good and things like that. Like, thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There are some nurses that I know. There are some doctors that I know personally. Like, thank you all for what y'all do. I tell, like, anytime I see a nurse, like, um, when I go to work, there are some nurses and doctors that live uh, while I work. And I tell them, like, man, thank you for what you do. Like, I, I will never be able to understand the sacrifices that y'all made during, during this pandemic. And, you know, it needs to be said for people that have been in the military as well, the sacrifices that we've made as well, you know, literally, you know, if you know that, you know, it, it happens, you know, we're all sacrificing something 
for the sake of others. And if you really think about it, that's what Jesus Christ did. Anyway, again, to the nurses, doctors, scientists, whoever is trying to find this vaccine to to rid this, what am I going to say, even get rid of it, just to manage it, this COVID-19, I appreciate all that you do. It is. It does not go unnoticed, and I have to give y'all a shout-out. So, thank you. If y'all see a nurse or a doctor or whoever, thank them. Because, not saying that they're losing hope, but... You know, they, they need some words of encouragement, too. So, again, you see a nurse, you see a doctor, you see a medical staff. Because even staff members are around nurses and doctors as well. Thank them. So, final thought. All right. So, suggestions for the NFL handling this pandemic. Because it seems like every week there's one player or a couple of players that are getting this COVID case. Here's my here's my idea. I thought about whether it's a home game or a road game, have the players stay at the hotel. The, the, the NFL is a billion-dollar corporation, so you can't say you don't have the money for it. Oh, you got the money for it. So put these players in hotels. Do it like the NBA. You got to be away from your family. I know you want to be around your family, but no. Got to be away from your family because – you don't know who your family is coming in contact with. So you got to protect yourself. And I'm I'm concerned that all of them are not staying at home. Because if that was the case, then why did four quarterbacks not be able to play this Sunday and had to put a wide receiver in? So, yeah, that's that. Anyway, that's my idea, NFL. I hope somebody shared this and pass it on because, hey, them boys, uh, should not be getting this COVID. Like, no, no one in the NBA during during their bubble got it, and if they did, they took care of it quickly. It's the same for college. Well, college may be a little different because they still have classes to go to. But unless they're unless they're doing it from home, they, they should they should always keep themselves isolated because they're going to be around people. But the NFL players, like y'all, should all y'all, the NFL should put these players or these team, these team owners should tell your players, hey, y'all staying in this hotel, whether y'all are at home or on the road. And I know y'all got, and again, the NFL is a billion dollar corporation. Y'all own a y'all own a day of the week. Now it seems like y'all own every day of the week. So make it happen. Again, this your boy Daydrian. This is the Couch Potato Podcast. And until then, until I talk to y'all again, man, y'all be safe out there. Y'all take care of yourselves. And I love you.